BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the A to Z English podcast. This is a bonus episode called Jack Chats, and this is an opportunity for me to talk to you about any or answer any questions that you have from the WhatsApp group or from the email and our email. We have three emails today, actually. And so I'm going to read some emails and then I'm going to talk to you about why why English? Why why does why do a lot of people want to learn English and why is it a a global language? And I think it's good to look at those like the reasons and to kind of understand those a little bit. And it kind of I want to paint a more accurate picture of the language and and take away some of the I guess in English we would say some of the mystique or mystery about it. I think there's some pretty clear reasons why English is a global language, the global business language, and it has nothing to do with English being better than any other language. So that's not what I'm talking about at all. Um, all all languages are equally um difficult, I guess we could say, or complicated. Um, they're all languages, you know, th- there's a, an idea of universal grammar. So every, every language has its own grammar and um, it's a little bit different in each language or very different in some languages. Some languages are tonal, like the Thai language, and some languages are, you know, there are all languages are different, but the idea that like one is superior to another better than another is is ridiculous so if somebody tries to tell you oh this language is easier than than that language or this that language is more sophisticated than this language or whatever it's nonsense all languages are are equally sophisticated and and any language could be the global language of the world Okay, like the global business language. So 
just kind of get those ideas out. Uh, we'll get those ideas out of the way I- immediately that somehow English is, is inherently better than another language because it's not. Okay. Um, but there are some, some reasons why we, you know, why there's, there's so many YouTube channels and podcasts trying to teach English. Why so many, why are there so many English language learners in the world? And that's a good question to to look at. So we'll look at that at the end. But first, I'm going to read a couple of emails. And if you want to send us an email, please write at a2zenglishpodcast at gmail.com. That is a2zenglishpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and you can, I will read it on, on a Jack chat. And I'll put it up on the YouTube channel and also in a podcast form. We have actually, we're kind of podcasters slash YouTubers. And we're trying to work on our YouTube channel a little bit and and make that a little bit um, better for everyone. We're still more a podcast at this time. Um, but we have to be flexible because a lot of people like YouTube. A lot of people like to listen. And we want to make everybody happy if we can. And I think we can, I think we can do, we can do both and, and, uh, but we can do a little bit better with the YouTube channel. Um, also, if you want to go to our website, just listen to the, 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 uh, episodes, or if you want to get a study guide for there's study guides for our A to Z English podcast episodes, then you can go to a to Z English podcast.com. That is a to Z English podcast.com. And that two is T O not the number two. So A-T-O-Z, EnglishPodcast.com. And there you go. All right, let's get started. I've got two emails from Layla and one from Manoj. So Layla is from Saudi Arabia, and she writes, Hi, Jack. I have I have everything goes with you. I cannot send any emails for a few days uh, because I was busy, although I listened to your latest episodes. Uh, no problem, Layla. Every, you know... Everyone out there, don't um, don't feel bad if you if you miss an episode because that's the the wonderful thing about podcasting and about YouTubing is that uh, you can always take a break and then jump back in. You know, you're always welcome in our WhatsApp group, and even if you have to go away for a while or you get busy and you can't participate as much as you used to, we're I'll always be there. Kevin will always be there. And social will always be there. We'll always be there waiting for you if you come back. And uh, we're always happy to have you have you back. So don't ever feel uh, feel bad if you get busy, because I know that life sometimes gets in the way and you you have your lives and, you know, we have our lives as well. Um, this is our job, you know, so we're doing this because, um, you know, because we love it and because we want want to teach English. But also, you know, we're we're always going to be here, even if you have to take a break. So don't worry, and uh, we're 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 waiting here for you. Layla writes, "This is my participation for the episodes about idioms." Her little kid, number one, her little kid keeps licking his fingers. Therefore, she should nip this bad habit in the bud. Perfect, perfect usage of the idiom. Exactly. Nip it in the bud. Stop that habit immediately. Stop that habit immediately. Um, excellent. Thanks, Layla. Number two, I was working on that project for about eight months, but on the contrary, I was barking up the wrong tree. Barking up the wrong tree for the project. Um, 
I think I use this. This one is hard. I think this is a hard idiom to to understand and to use. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you when to use this idiom. Use this idiom when you're trying to discover or follow some kind of clue, some kind of mystery, kind of solve some kind of some kind of like you know, accusation against somebody else. Right. So that's the only time we really ever use this one. We're, you know, if you're, if you did something, if you didn't, if somebody thinks you did something wrong, but you didn't do it and they come at you and they say, Hey, you did this, you did that. You're barking up the wrong tree. I'm sorry, but you're barking up the wrong tree. This is not the correct tree. You need to go find like a dog you needs to go find another tree and chase the squirrel up the another tree. It's the wrong tree. There's no squirrel in this tree. That's where this idiom comes from, right? Dogs or or it could be a cat in a tree and the dog is barking at the cat. But maybe the cat ran up a different tree and the dog didn't see. And so the dog is barking up the wrong tree, chasing the cat in the wrong tree. Okay, so that's this is this is what the idiom means, right? So you're chasing the wrong clue. You're chasing the wrong thing. So I think that that'll help maybe if I explain this this idiom a little bit better in that it's it's like it's basically based on a dog who is chasing a a cat or or a squirrel and the squirrel runs up a tree but the dog follows goes to the wrong tree. There's no squirrel in that tree and it starts barking up that tree. Well, people get like that too, right? They start start yelling at you and you're like, hey, hey, there's no squirrel here. I didn't do it. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, you need to go find the, the right person. So you're you are barking up the wrong tree. But it always almost always has to do with with accusations. Not really, we wouldn't use it to talk about a project. You know, you were barking up the wrong tree. You, that would be like, basically, I'm not sure if we, there's an idiom that would fit in that situation. But I think um, if you start to think of it like a dog chasing a cat or chasing a squirrel, then you understand. You're like, oh, okay, barking up the wrong tree. So to bark up a tree is like the dog is in front of the tree and then a dogs cannot climb trees. So they just start barking. Barking is the sound a dog makes. And they're barking up the wrong tree. Okay. Moving on to another part. Layla says, honestly, I didn't have a bad boss because I only worked for a tutor at home for a few years. In addition, I still work as an artist from home. For a good boss, I'm having the best boss who I'm working for him as a translator half part-time. He trusts me and doesn't watch my work. I like all the types of topics that you talk about. I believe you spend most of your time recording them. Sincerely, Layla. Uh, no problem, Layla. I always enjoy doing a Jack Chat episode. They're fun for me, and it's a good way for me to connect with you, all the listeners out there. And uh, yeah, good for you, Layla. It's good that you that you have actually worked that you work for good bosses, and you have, and then you can work from home. I think that's that's awesome. That's why I love podcasting and and uh, and online teaching is because. I have everything right here in my office and I can connect with all of you through the the metaverse. And that's a beautiful thing because we're all connected across the whole entire world. It's very cool. All right. Next, second email but from Layla. 
Layla said, this is my participation for Jack Chats 34. Is grammar really that important? Not by learning grammar, which is impossible to memorize. The educational system in school for students just concentrates on teaching grammar and filling students' minds with all about how to use grammar. We were studying the grammar only for a short time, and then we forgot all the grammar. As a result of that fact, we hated English at that time. This method wasn't effective for learners. The paramount part of teaching at school is learning grammar so far. They don't care about having real conversations between the students. On the other hand, for me especially, after joining Robin's group five years ago, I began enjoying learning English. Additionally, learn listening to your podcasts A to Z. Most of my English I get from all of these authentic resources. Moreover, I'm not a great uh, I'm not used to focusing on my mistakes that much because that will help me more to be more confident while practicing my English, especially my speaking skills. Nowadays, I enjoy learning English and has become a great way to alleviate my stress. I believe the style that you and Robin use is novel. Ah, nice vocabulary word there. I appreciate all the opportunities that you provide us every single day. Um, Layla, thank you so much. That is very nice uh, comments, and we appreciate that. I know that uh, Robin and I do share a, a similar teaching philosophy, and uh, but I don't. I actually don't think our approach is novel. It's actually these ideas have been around for about 30, 30 years, maybe more, forty years. They they've been around for a long time. This idea that. We shouldn't be just focusing on grammar. As a matter of fact, back in the day when this is kind of related to the American, this kind of related to my my next uh, topic that I'm going to talk about today. Um, but the American military had had an interest in in teaching its you know diplomats and and also uh, some military personnel the you know other languages right so that they, they could dispatch them to other parts of the world and they could communicate with people in their native languages and so but the the, the method of teaching was called the um i forget what it's called the the uh lingua um i'm so sorry all of a sudden i just forgot what it's called um uh but it doesn't matter because basically what it is was um, I say, you say method, right? You just, I just make a sentence and then I, I say it out loud and then you copy my sentence, you know? And so it would be like, you know, if you're teaching Spanish or something, you would say like, hola. And then everyone says, hola. And como estas? Ah, como estas? Everyone, you know, what is your name? Um uh you know uh, how are you um you know just simple things like that hello how are you what's your name where are you from those kinds of ideas right and so it and then the students just repeat and repeat and repeat and it's not really that's not really how how children learn a language right children don't just copy their parents language they listen and they actually internalize it and and create their own sentences eventually using the language that they have internalized 
Okay. They've acquired it. This is going back to like Stephen Krashen, who we talked about in an earlier Jack chat. And when you internalize something, you've, you learn the kind of learn the general rules of it, but you're not, I don't mean like the grammar rules necessarily. I'm, I'm not talking like big G grammar. I'm talking small G grammar, the grammar that we naturally internalize. And, okay. So what, like uh, in English, I've I've naturally internalized the English language. Some of you are are you know your native languages are different, so you might have internalized a different grammar. But as you're as you're learning a second language, what you want to do is is try to internalize and understand the patterns of English, and then use that instead of just remembering and memorizing all the rules because there are too many rules, right? You can't memorize all of the rules, but if you can remember that, okay. Usually, generally speaking, in the past tense in English, we use ed. So you say play, played. You say um, stay, stayed. But what about go? Go, goad. Nope. Go, went. Ah, okay. So now we have to, so the rule, you can apply it, but sometimes the rule doesn't work, right? And that's when you need a teacher to kind of correct you. But you take that idea of ED and you just apply it to everything. And then as you make a mistake, your teacher will go, oh, nope, sorry. In English, we say go went. Oh, okay. Now I remember go went. Okay. Do, uh, dude. Oh no, sorry. We don't say do it. We say did do did oh okay i memorized that too and so as you go through you you make these mistakes but the mistakes are are great because you you actually get some correction and you can and that's why that's why the the podcast is good because you can listen to native speakers and you can start to hear those those situations where oh jackson went okay go went do did say said all right you start to pick up the little things here and there and and that's how you build your your understanding of the language but you don't just memorize all the rules and so i think um yeah i mean I, and so so like like i said i don't think robins and my approach are are necessarily novel because they've been around for a long time but a, a lot of places they 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 this idea has never been used or it's hard to get teachers to accept it so I would say in America, this is the dominant system. Um, however, I think in a lot of other countries, it's even in Korea here, some like teachers are not really comfortable speaking English. So they would rather teach the, the grammar in Korean and just teach the kids rules and things like that. And it's easy to test them in vocabulary and memorize this list of words and it's a lot easier for the, for them to teach it that way. It's more uncomfortable and it's it is messy, right? Because it's like you make a lot of mistakes. And so the teacher has to be helping the students all the time, correcting them and say, "Ah, oh, actually we don't use this idiom in this way or we don't use this word. We say went instead of goad. We don't say goad. We say went. Uh we don't say said. We say said, S A I D. Ah, oh, okay. So you have to be kind of interacting and and paying attention to the students. And that's why we have our WhatsApp group. And that's why we have the email episodes and the Jack chats. And, and that's why Kevin Sochal and I always do kind of conversational episodes is because we want to try to 
use this approach, this whole, we call this the holistic approach, right? It's the whole language, no pieces, no fractions, no little specific vocabulary words and grammar lists or vocabulary lists and grammar, you know, little grammar things. We're just trying to give you a big picture of the language. And I think that's the best way to learn the language. And even when you're holistic, you can still do things that are basic and easier, and then you make it a little bit harder, a little bit harder. And so we try to create episodes that are, you know, a little bit easier for some people. And then we put more challenging ones in there and try to give a little bit of something for everybody. Um, okay. That was a long answer. I'm sorry about that. And uh, Manoj, he says, hi, Jack. Good morning. In the Zoom meeting yesterday, uh, we had a Zoom meeting a little a few days ago, and uh, I usually throw my my Zoom link into the WhatsApp group, and I do usually do it kind of spontaneously. I, I don't really plan it out too much because I don't know my schedule all the time. So I will just when I'm not busy and I have time, I will do uh, I will do a Zoom. Uh, you know, invitation, I'll throw it into the WhatsApp group. So join the WhatsApp group, get in there and be on the lookout for the Zoom link. Minaj says, I love, I love talking to you all. I hope to join next time to talk with you if you prefer. Yes, we do prefer. We would love to talk to you, Manoj. I'm always giving my priority to studies and that's why I'm busy. Focusing on studies is just like my life. Bye, my friend. See you. That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Manoj. Um, we hope to see you in the Zoom meeting, uh, you know, when we have a, it's not even a meeting, it's more of a Zoom uh, chat, you know, just having a chat with everybody. And it's always fun to to do that. And good for you for focusing on your studies. I hope they are going well. So let me jump into the second question of my Jack chat. Why English? I mean, it's a good question, right? Why? Um, I think there are three. There are three reasons, and this is. I can. This is coming from a from an article that I read, and uh, they talk about the three, the three reasons why English is the the global uh, language, and and the first the first reason is it, there's three three reasons. It's it has to do with power. Okay. I mean, really, it's it's like everything in life, even even in your company or your job. You know, we talked about the boss. It's a, it's a, you know, the person in a position of power. It's everybody wants more power, so they can tell another person what to do, right? And I think it's a natural kind of human instinct, I suppose, to seek power. Although I think some people are a little bit like power hungry, you know, like, why do you want to have power over people? I actually, I kind of don't actually, I'm not, I, I don't actually believe that way. I, I much prefer cooperation among people. Instead of having a boss, I would rather have a team, you know, but it does sometimes help if there's a team leader. And so, but good leadership doesn't mean you are controlling other people with your, with your power. A good leader actually makes people feel empowered, right? But back to the why English. 
The first one is political power. Political power is the power of Washington, D.C. and the U.S. military and our, I, I would say, our, our foreign policy, you know, like, uh, um, you know, and 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 domination and uh of of other uh countries and places on on the planet and and this is all uh post world war 2 before before world war 2 it was it was great britain the british empire you know and they had their hands in pies all over the world acquiring um you know uh raw materials you know that are you know that that they can use and uh the united states did the same thing after world war ii and we're still um i would say being empirical like we, we still have a lot of dealings in other countries and we're involved in a lot of places and that power and the power center of that is it, it uh, creates a desire to learn the language of that powerful country, the, the politically power, powerful country, because there are advantages to being able to communicate with the empire, you know? Um, and so I think people do it for the advantage of, of being if you can speak english and your neighbor can't and the us is involved in your country somehow even just economically with like companies or whatever you can get a job working for a big corporation and if you speak english and if you can't then you can't you can't get a job there so that's one of the motivations right and i think the political one and then and the next one is um i would say is uh the power of Wall Street, okay? The power, the economic power. Um, the US, United States has the largest economy in the world. It also has the largest military budget by like 10 times. So we have a huge military industrial complex. We have a huge banking system, Wall Street and uh, NASDAQ, the S&P 500, all the, you know, these huge Fortune 500 companies. These are mostly american companies um it has it's a it's an incredibly powerful economically powerful country and again that has an effect on other countries right so it's economic power if you want to work for a u.s company u.s firm you need to speak english and if you can speak english you have an advantage over your neighbor who cannot speak english and if you have an advantage over your neighbor you can earn more money and if you earn more money you know it's just like that it there's a there's a reason why it's it's not it's not because english is like is is better inherently i mean english has got a lot of weird rules right we talked about that earlier go changes to went do changes to did like why and there's a lot of well, like the word knife k-n-i-f-e why is there a k in that that's crazy right but that's english you know it's got lots of little quirks and weird things and so maybe if you know if you're going to choose a global language probably there's probably better ones that are like there are probably other ones that are 
easier to learn to read than English because English has got a lot of weird pronunciations. So why not choose like Korean language? The Korean language is very easy to learn to read. It's hard to learn to speak. It's just as complicated as English, but it's it's got an easier alphabet. So in that way, it could be a better choice for a global language. Korean might be. But that's not why English is the global language. It's because of political power, Washington, D.C. It's because of, and the military, and it's because of the economic power of Wall Street, big banks, big companies, American companies. Number three, the it's the the cultural power. And what does that mean by cultural power? By cultural power, we're, we're talking about like Hollywood and entertainment, music, and movies. And just right now in the movie theater, there's the movie Avatar 2. And it's everywhere in the world. You know? And, and what language do the aliens speak in the movie? When they speak English, they speak American English, right? So they speak their nor nor native language, the Navi, but they also speak English. Some of them speak English, but they don't speak Spanish. They don't speak, you know, Argentine, or sorry, <laughs> they don't speak Portuguese. Um, they don't speak, uh, I don't know why I said Argentina. That doesn't make any sense. Um, they don't speak um, Arabic, you know, they're speaking American English or the alien language. So soft cultural power also spreads. And so people here, they watch these movies and they, they listen to the actors speaking English. And that also creates an interest in the language. So, so you've got political power, economic power, and cultural power. And those are the three the three things that the, the article talks about. And so if you put those together, it creates a very powerful uh, power center, I guess. And it creates a lot of desire around the world to learn that language. But what happens if America's political power, cultural power, and economic power goes away? Do people still want to learn English? I don't think so. I think the new superpower, whatever country it would be, would that people would switch. There would be less English, and there would be a desire to learn whatever language the 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 language of the new superpower is. And so that's I really do think. It would it would change now. Is it going to change quickly? No, I'm sure it's it's not something that will ever happen quickly. But um, it will happen eventually. It could be 50 years or 100 years, but you know, um, probably not in my lifetime. But you know, you can see it already changing a little bit. You know, there are a lot more schools teaching Chinese Mandarin than there were 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And, you know, a lot of people, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I mean, people are looking towards other superpowers 
countries that are our superpowers and saying, oh, I think there's a benefit if I learn this language. This could help me in the future. And so you're betting on your future. And so I think still learning English right now is a smart choice. I think it I think it will there is a benefit. I don't know if it's it's not fair that there should be, but regardless of that, this is the, you know the the world we live in, right? And so I think for for you all out there, you're you're kind of you know some of you just enjoy it, you know, and you're just like it's just fun and interesting to learn English, and there's a lot of material to read and watch in, in English because of that, because of the cultural power of of America. Um, there's just a lot of content, a lot of television, a lot of movies, a lot of YouTube channels that are just in English. Um, but also, I would say some of you are doing it for business related reasons, you know, for economic reasons. I can get a better job. I can, you know, get a uh, work for this company if I can just get a better English score, you know, just improve my English. So, both are perfectly good reasons to to learn and there are lots of other reasons why people learn want to learn english but i just wanted to talk about it because i think some people get confused and say well english is as just a, a better language than uh, this other language it's like, no no it's not better or worse than any other language all languages are good and fine and and sophisticated and and uh um they would all be suitable for uh you know a global business language. The only reason they're not is because they don't have the level of power, cultural power, economic power, and political power that the United States does at this current moment in time right now. And if they did, we'd be speaking that language. And that's my personal opinion. And uh, anyway, this is a long Jack chat. I apologize for the, the long the 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 length of this one and uh but i thank you for hanging in there and listening to this jack chat and uh, again if you want to talk to us you can go to our web web page a to z english podcast.com hit the whatsapp link join the whatsapp group and you can inquire about the a to z english podcast group and i'll i'll invite you in um you can go, you send us an email, a to z English podcast at gmail.com. And you send us an email. And of course, you can write in the WhatsApp group and leave comments there. And I will read them on Jack Chats. So thanks, everybody. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.